Motown Rundown, welcome back to the podcast that never sleeps. Uh, gentlemen, it is November 16th. What an intro. According to my calendar, I told well, last week you gave me a great compliment on the intro, so I had to come with some energy. I had to bring the energy today. Trent gave us the text. I'm fired up. Bring the energy. Here I am. I am fired up. Also, that was a great intro because that's the truth. This podcast doesn't sleep. I don't think we haven't I don't sleep. (laughs) We haven't missed a week in a long, long time. I think like summer of 2019 off. We just took the whole summer off, but then we came back. Yeah. Yeah. The one, the one comment, the one comment I always get about the podcast when I like when people go, Hey, how are you? Just catching up. And they're like, you're still doing the podcast? I'm like, hell yeah. They're like, really? No way. How? It's like, dude, we're Zooming every week. We make it work. But I, I appre- that's, it's nice that people at least check in. Not everyone checks in these days, you know? Not everyone gives you a, hey, how are you? Gives you a smile and a wave. I was on a walk today. I went on a walk by my lonesome. Listen to the new Chris Stapleton album. No free ads, but good album. And I was like, you know what? Every person I see, I'm going to give a nice smile to and, and wave. Some people don't return it. I can't help them on that. But I'm you got to control head what down. you can control. They head down when I walk by people, you know. <laughs> but you know what? I'm really bad at, like, checking in. I always think about this. Like, I'm so bad about calling my parents. Thinking about that now. Well, I probably should be better about that. You know what? I'm going to be better at that. Be better. You can be better, Collins. I, yeah, I I'll love – I there's nothing I love more than, like, FaceTiming my mom at, like, 1030 at night because I know she's awake doing something. I don't FaceTime my parents. I, I, FaceTime I, always, my I only FaceTime my parents. The one thing I just won't do. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't think my All dad right. my dad knows how to use the FaceTime feature on his phone. So that's that's the first obstacle. But – yeah, you're right, Counts. Check in with people. Ask them how they're doing. People need it these days, now, especially now that the state has completely gone backwards. And my poor, uh, my poor Novi High School hockey players that I coach that I love dearly now are having their season ripped away from them. So that's that's it. Just things just continue to compound in the life of Ryan Rabinowitz. Yeah, cool. Of all the things that I care about, just continue to fall apart in front of my well, face. Listen, 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 listen. Don't be that guy who thinks that it's worse for you than everyone else. Thanks for having some th- sympathy for me, Trent. You get you to go up, you're up there us? in East Lansing. Do you, any, do you have any sympathy for college kids? No, I don't because you guys are living the dream right now. I live at home with my parents. I, you guys are know, living with your living friends. Living the dream is exactly the way to say it. <laughs> Well, yeah, have you, you guys, ever, I don't know, have you, ever, have you ever dreamt of, you know, like, I don't know, no fans at, at, at football games and, and all that good Trent stuff? turning 21, can't even get after it. Yeah. Trent, that's right. Yes, Trent, Trent, Trent. Happy belated birthday on behalf of the Motown Rundown fans. How did that go? Enough of the yeah. no more uh, negative Nancy talk. Yeah, How no, was more negativity. Per- no more negativity. I, I appreciate it. Appreciate the wishes. Uh, it was very fun. It was good. Uh, me and my, my tight circle – of buddies since you know we didn't want to we didn't want to open it up to like everybody right, that, right. that's just not responsible at that point you know what i'm saying so of course we went, we went to barrio not sure if you ever been yes yes i've Great been there one time i was there the time in between um they reopened and then re-shut down forever so that was nice okay they're back well, open now there you go they're back open yes and, and we went there that was fun i am not 
a tequila guy at all, but I had more tequila than I've ever had in my entire life, obviously, because oh. I just turned 21. I had my first drink ever, ever. Yes, Mark. good. Yeah, hell yeah. It was good fun. Good night, Jim Kite. But thank you. Yes, I am now 21. Um, what else did I want to do before we move into today's topics? Oh, yeah, I have two, two things. Number one, I need a quick Michigan State football corner with Ryan Collins. A, a nice uh, 24 to zip loss against Indiana at home. What are your thoughts? Give me the state of the program. They are just not good at football. They're just stink. Maybe not – probably not going to win another game this year. But, I mean, I've always been a Rocky guy. I have said that, so I have to say this. Not the guy, so at least you get to see Peyton Thorne and maybe Theo Day the last back half of the year. That's basically all you can say at this point. And at the same yeah, time, I mean, yeah. like, are you real? I mean, I don't think anyone's super, super pissed off with, like, what's going on right now because Mel Tucker year one had, like, basically, like, six weeks to, like, put a new system in. Not with his guys. I, I mean, if you're a Michigan State fan and you're like, oh, Mel Tucker, I'm super, super worried about this. Like, you need to see a little bit of improvement if you really think he's going to be, like, a great, great coach. But anything that happens this year, any positivity is just kind of like cake. So, I just have – I have no confidence when Rocky Lombardi's on the field. I don't know how they beat Michigan, dude. I really don't. Right, Michigan I mean, that could State's. be a, That could be a testament to Michigan, but – I I, so I truly have every time Rocky Lombardi's on the field, I have no confidence that he has the capability of doing anything productive to put points on the board. I don't, the the thing that's weird about it, just like week one and two, and like I said, I mean Rutgers and Michigan might not be very very good, but he looked pretty solid, and he looked like he had some sort of pocket awareness. And in the last two weeks, have just been the complete opposite. So not sure. Oh no. Yeah, hopefully they play this week against Maryland because they have a bunch of COVID issues. So. Great. Uh, last thing here. Uh, did you guys see the new Red Wings jerseys? Oh, okay. Let me yes. let me just say this. It's the worst jersey out of the all all of them. The re like whatever the what are they called? Retro. Reverse retro. Yeah. Every single one of them is cool, except the Detroit Red Wings. Literally every single one of them are cool, except the Detroit Red Wings. Whoever made them, I mean, like, or I guarantee you, this is what happened. The Red Wings are like. We don't want something super, super out of the box. Like, we're a historic franchise. We don't like having alternates. And one of my buddies wanted me to ask you this, Ravs, because he yes. knows you're a hockey guy. Do you yeah. think the Red Wings should have alternates just in general? Um, I will say no. I, I, here's my thing. The original six teams, I think their jerseys, as are, are so great yep. that I don't think that you need a third jersey. But I will say this. I first of all, we are a Red Wings friendly podcast. I love the Red Wings, love the organization, love the people there. Um, but I don't know what happened in that meeting to where because all this jersey is is literally like the it's the home red jersey with the white stripe being gray and the red base jersey being white. So if they were to do it, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with you doing. If you're in a Winter Classic game, you're in a Stadium Series game, fine, because you wear it once. But I don't know how often they're supposed to wear these thirds. The jerseys that I wish they would have done are like the like the striped with Detroit across yeah. the chest. Like those, that to me is, yeah, that that to me that to me is a way to pay homage to your history. But that, like the Red Wings, in my opinion, have one of the best jerseys in the NHL, let alone professional sports. So do I want them to have some crazy, wacky third jersey? No, absolutely not. Don't think they need to do it. 
But I will say, if you're gonna buy, if you're gonna participate in this retro reverse thing, you gotta come up with something better. Because what the hell does right, that they, mean? They, by the way, what does that mean? Reverse retro. Yeah, it, it's it's like wanted, the retro logo, and they you basically do a new spin on the colors. Yeah. So like, if or you like look at new okay. new logo and the old colors. I have yeah, a proposition. Yes. I have a proposition. What if it? What if the the stripes were purple, like the octopus? What if it was no, like? No, 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 not trend, trend. No, what have been? First of all. They I mean, honestly, John, I would have liked that more. I would have well, liked that more. All I'm saying is the silver is like bland. It looks like nothing. Like, it's it, terrible. It, it, it's it's it, maybe it the worst like jersey in hockey. It, it looks like a practice jersey. No, it looks like a jersey that they hockey. hand out. It's, at, like, it's, it's horrible. It looks like it's, the one that's it's so bad. sitting on the stadium seats when you walk in and it has like an ad on the back for Great Wolf Lodge or Meyer. No free ads. Yeah. Dude, I literally did that. It was a swift Like, I could have made that. to watch. They're that so was a bad. swift kick in the nuts to see come across the. Uh, there are some that are incredible, like the Anaheim Mighty Ducks or the, the the Anaheim Ducks. Now, those jerseys are awesome. The Coyotes jerseys are awesome. So they did some Buffalo, great stuff. Buffalo's is good. I like the doubles. I love the screaming I, I love eagle. The Can't stand the green. Can't stand the doubles. Love green. love the doubles. Fantastic. They should go back to the green permanently. Love it. Um, but I yeah I, I just. I don't know. It, it, it was tough. But I at least, hey, I think the thought process was we're a historic franchise. There's no need to change the logo. I don't disagree with that at all. Like, they don't need to go with some crazy new design. But if you're going to go – if you're going to try to go for the old school look of, like, the Gordie Howe era where you don't have, like, the whites, like, the sleeves aren't colored. I think that's how they used to be. And you just have the one stripe. Then just give it the red stripe and maybe go back to an earlier version of the winged wheel. That's all. Like, I don't yeah. – Stupid. It's just frustrating. I hope they they they're probably obligated to wear it a certain amount of times. I don't need to see this jersey more than one time. Like I don't. It's, I well, mean, it's just probably it one of those things where they had to go along with the trend and they just made one. But yeah, they're never gonna wear it. It's kind of like if you remember when the Lions had a color rush jersey the first year that was a thing and they were black and everyone was like, "Oh, those are sweet. We're gonna wear those," and they just never wore them. So like, right? They that. didn't wear them ever. Yeah, I they never wore. It was the. They old. didn't have a Thursday night. They didn't have any primetime games though. The whole thing was that you had to have a yeah. Thursday night game, and we didn't have one Thursday night game that year. Well, I'll never forget too. Eric Ebron was the one who modeled them for us. So that's yes, a, I remember that too. That's about oh, all. They didn't wear it then. Yeah. Uh, I guess we got some wings talk in then. That's good. There we go. Yeah. Wings talk. There's your token wings talk for the week. Uh, the big I stuff hate you, Adidas do. hockey. Figure it out. Yeah, they're, Adidas has done a fine job. They've done okay. Like all Not with the considered. Red Wings jersey. That jersey is so bad. Just so <laughs> bad. Um, yeah, not great. Um, so, big thing today. Obviously, the NBA draft is on Wednesday the 18th. We are recording here on Monday the 16th. As promised to you in the podcast last week, Today is the day of Trent Valley and Ryan Collins is uh, a comprehensive NBA draft preview, if you will. Um, first of all, before we get into that, I texted you guys earlier. I need some explanation on this trade that happened today, which was Bruce Brown traded from Detroit to the Brooklyn Nets for, let's, let's try this name out. Zanan, Zanan, no, Musa. No. I, I looked it up. It's it's pronounced Janan Musa. Janan, like John. Janan, Janan Musa, and go. a 2021 second round pick, which I believe belongs to the Raptors. Um, someone explain that to me, please, because I Bruce Brown was a guy that I think of all the. I know, like Ryan Collins, very high on Bruce Brown. I feel like Love historically them. tremendous defender, 24 years old. Um, 
I, I, I just don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're trying to get capital to, per, to perhaps maybe move up. And, and like, that's the yeah. only thing that I think is they're what they're trying to do. But like Bruce Brown thought, thought he was going to be around for a little bit. I have no explanation. And if you listen to all the Pistons beat reporters and the thing around the league, it sounds like this won't be the last move the Pistons make this week. So I'm going to wait and hold off until I make like a bold, bold statement. But right now, if this is just a standalone move, it doesn't make much sense. I'm well, sorry. okay. Can I, can I hop in here? I, I obviously, I didn't love Musa's it. Musa doesn't play like that guy. Like that guy is just a name. They just had no to attach it for contract purposes. Like yeah, he's I, never going to play in Detroit. Yeah. It, it was for the second round pick. And I thought, I mean, I've watched a lot of Pistons games the last two years. Bruce Brown has been a productive second round pick in the NBA draft. And, and, and it's hard to find those. So I, I'm assuming they're going to make another move next, in the next week. But I, I, I mean, I've said that before. Like I, I, I was high that they were going to move Reggie the summer before his, like his contract was up or that they were going to move Drummond this summer before his contract was up, yeah. or maybe they move Blake or something this week. Like I, I've been confident of all those things and it hasn't happened. So if this is a standalone move, it's, it's head scratching because it doesn't, it literally doesn't make sense. This Musa guy is not good. Bruce Brown can actually give you some minutes on an NBA team. Well, there's a couple of reasons that I think this move was made. Like I obviously didn't love it because I like Collins have defended Bruce Brown, no pun intended over the last two years. Like, I just think I've always mentioned him in the core of young guys that if you can even call it that of, you know, Seku, uh, Christian Wood and Luke Kennard and Bruce Brown. Those are like the four guys that I always was excited to see and stuff. But like the people who are mad about it and just kind of felt this attachment to Bruce Brown, I just don't quite understand. Because first of all, he's an atrocious shooter. He's 30% from three in his career. He's 42% from field in his career, which is not great. And then, I mean, what he brought to the table was defense. Obviously, everyone loves that guy on your team, the one guy out, one guy out of the 15 on your roster who's just gritty. Uh, and he had, obviously, that presence, and he had some great defensive performances. Like, I remember the game where he locked up James Harden in the fourth quarter. That was awesome. But this is an offensive league, and he just wasn't nearly up to par. So, I think that's yeah, that's but, like, one. He so flashes with it. Like, yeah, he, I know. Like, it, 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 and if you watched him in college, and I, it takes, like, a couple of years, I think, in the NBA – they get a complete feel for the game. If you yeah. watch him in college, he was a decent ball handler. He, like, could get to the rim. And he wasn't a great shooter, but his shot was not broken by any stretch of imagination. No, but neither stretch was Josh Smith's shot. Josh Smith's shot No, Josh Smith's shot was, uh, like, Bruce Brown, like, he keeps shooting up and, like, and gets uh, – like, he has good form. Like, yeah, they're eventually well, okay. going to fall for him. Look. I think I actually believe if, if he actually sticks in Brooklyn, like I don't know if they're gonna, they're probably gonna keep him. He'll be good because you know he'll back up Kyrie Irving and he'll just be the defensive guy. So he'll he'll be good there. I just think also Collins. The second reason I believe this happened, and, and chime in if you disagree or agree. I just think it opens up minutes for hopefully we'll talk about this in a second. Killian Hayes or Lamelo Ball, or even potentially a guy like Jordan Bone or Kyrie Thomas who have never even gotten half the chance Bruce Brown got. So. Uh, and this this John and Musa guy, he's he's decent. He's a name. I'm a huge NBA guy. I didn't even know who he was. I watched some of his highlights. He could contribute, probably not. And also, you know, it was reported today. I don't know if you guys remember Davidas Servitas, that name, the 2020 second yeah. from last season. He is coming over for training camp. That was announced today. So that's interesting. I, I don't know if that is Lefty correlated with the the Bruce Brown move. But yeah, he's a six eight shooting guard. I mean, there 
there are plenty of candidates to replace Bruce Brown. I guess that's my point. And none of them could be worse on the offensive end than he was. So I'm excited to see who gets the nod. And I just, I'm a little intrigued by the move, even though I did like Bruce Brown. But I can tell you why it's justified. I get what you're saying. Maybe, I mean, maybe we'll see Kyrie Thomas and give Svee the majority of those minutes. So Jordan, Jordan Bone, too. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I it just I don't think they're done. I don't think they would have made this move if they have uh, don't have other plans. If that means moving up in the draft or maybe trying to I don't know make a big splashy move, maybe to get rid of some of their cap, or maybe on the opposite side go out and get like a premier player. I don't know. Uh, well, with that, let's talk about the draft. The Pistons have the seventh overall pick. Uh, in this draft, they do not. Well, now they do have a, a second round pick, correct? This is the only second round pick they have. They just pulled yes. over. Um, so I'll turn it over to you guys. No, that's um, for next year. That's for next season. Is it? Oh, oh, is it? oh yeah, it's a 2021 second round well, there's pick. Still, oh, there's me. still only just one Blah. draft pick so far. Blah. All right. Well, either way, um, Trent Collins, whatever you guys want to do, give me the prospects, give me the potential moves, whatever you see fit. The floor is yours. Entertain the people. I, well, we talked about it a little bit last week, and, I, and Trent did the majority of the research, so I'm going to hand it off to him. But I just wanted to mention this before we really get into it. I was watching ESPN today, and I, I, I go back and forth when stretches of me watching SportsCenter a ton, but I've been watching SportsCenter a lot this week, and I just keep seeing the Pistons drafting Patrick Williams. And yuck. Yuck, 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 yuck. Please don't do that. And I – and – Patrick Williams could be a very good NBA player, just not with the Detroit Pistons. So guess what? I don't think the Pistons have really ever developed a guy like that. And I, I, I understand Dwayne Casey hasn't been in here for a very long time, but like they, I, we don't need, you can draft an athletic win with high upside every single year in the NBA draft. Please just go out and draft a point guard this year. You literally don't have any, like, I, I don't know how people feel about Svee playing the point. I don't really like it. I don't think he's a point guard. I think he's a guy who can handle the ball, but he's definitely a two. Like, they don't have any promising point guard prospects. Go draft a point guard. Sorry. Yeah, you know, you kind of nailed that, Collins. If you look in recent history, the athletic wing experiment, <clears throat> excuse me, in Detroit hasn't worked. Uh, KCP, Stanley Johnson, uh, jury's still out on Sekou. But, you know, we'll see how that, how that works out. But I'm with you. they got to go guard. Pistons got to go guard. Obviously, Derrick Rose is still on the roster. But I, would, we, I think we all assume he'll be traded at some point, and we all want that to happen because he has value. Uh, so the Pistons need to go guard, preferably point guard. If they go wing, I'm going to lose my mind. You did that last year with Sekou. So, so, yes, Patrick Williams, please no. I don't think these writers really have watched the Pistons over the last few years and understand what's going on. But – Killian Hayes is the guy that I want. I talked about him last week. Six five point guard from France. He's got great passing ability. He's a pass first guy who can create for himself. I think he would be awesome with Luke Kennard on the wings, or or even Tony Snell who just opted in uh, the other day. You know he's not a bad shooter. Um, if Blake is still around, that takes the pressure off of him to be the only guy distributing the ball. If you've got Killian Hayes there, uh, you could trade down for him too. That's the other thing. I've seen him go as late as seventeen. So since his value is looking like the middle of that first round, if there's a deal the Pistons could, could work out to move to the 10 to 15 range, uh, that's money. You obviously don't want to go too far down and miss out on your guy, but I would love if they could move down, maybe get like a second round pick, even if it's for like 2023 or something crazy, and then you can still get your guy. Now, trading up for LaMelo Ball, 
would be the move of the decade, seriously. Because regardless of how it, regardless of how he turns out, you, you, we, we are not going to sit here in five years and rewrite history. Like if you trade up for Lamelo Ball, I think everyone's, everyone's at least going to like, okay, the Pistons are trying to make a move here to win. Like this guy is projected to be a top two pick by every expert with half a brain, and it would be the first time that the Pistons took a swing like that in the draft since like Isaiah. Grant Hill. I don't know. I, I would have zero problem with it. Uh, and no player and no draft pick is untouchable, except maybe Seku. Like, but even then, if somebody calls about Seku, I'm listening. So I guess those are my two scenarios that I really want to see happen. I don't want uh, Patrick Williams. I don't want any funny business with like Wiseman trading up for Wiseman or any other ass backwards stuff. Troy Weaver, this general manager, could instantly suck me right in if he goes with one of those two guys, the Killian or Hay- Killian Hayes. Lamella ball and even then I mean if he doesn't I'm scratching my head so that that's it that's that's just kind of my my thoughts it's got to be one of those two guys Trent I, I want to ask you I hold on Colin sorry about that I want to ask you it I've been talking with other buddies about this draft and in my eyes I just don't I don't see a player coming out of this draft that's going to like change the face of an NBA franchise. Like, and I, I understand that I, I don't, I think you guys would agree that even if LaMelo ball is the guy they go up and get in this draft, that he's not going to be expected to be the number one guy that puts this team over the hump. And it may, maybe he is, I don't know. I don't know how he's projected to grade out. Do you think that there is a player in this draft that the Pistons could go get that would legitimately make a game-changing difference for this franchise to start to turn the wheels around as part of this rebuild? Because I just don't see well, it. Even if it is LaMelo, I just don't see it. First of all, I'm with you because even if you compare it to last year, obviously, that was stacked. You had Zion. You had John Morant. You know, Jerry Salat and guys like R.J. Barrett and, like, I don't know, Jackson Hayes. All these guys. And even the year before that, Luka Doncic, Trey Young. There's a lot of guys who, like, you look at it and you're like, okay, those are franchise guys. I don't see any of those guys in this draft. I'm with you. But if there is one, it is LaMelo Ball. And to the Killian Hayes point, it's just that the fact is the Pistons do have a top 10 pick. You know, they've got, a, they've got, a, they've got the number seven pick. So for me, you have to use that to at least – I mean, you can't pick and choose when the draft's going to be good. You know, that's, you also can't pick and choose when you stink, when you just flat out suck like the Pistons did last year, even though they went – made moves and went into the year trying to be a playoff team and whatnot, uh, signing Derrick Rose and all that good stuff. But it's just like you have to make a move for the future at the very least. And I think that's why I love – that's why I'm so high on Killian Hayes because he's a point guard. He's a distributor. You know, you don't necessarily need him to, like, take you over the top, pedal to the metal, and just, like, be, like, you know, John Morant or Russell Westbrook. He can distribute for the guy that you get next year or, like, Sekou Dumboya – Maybe he takes a big step. Or say Blake is still around and, you know, heaven forbid, he's healthy all year. So just something like that, that's why I'm so high on Killian Hayes. And that's exactly why, to Collins' point, I don't really think there's a wing in this draft that I want at all. So, I mean, that's that. I'm with you. The draft isn't very strong. But if there is a guy who is in that John Morant and Zion and Trey Young and Luka Doncic class, it's LaMelo Ball. So that's why I say if the Pistons are to trade up to do that, I'm all on board. Yeah, I I, I don't even know with this NBA draft. And like you said, Rebs, there's there's not it, – it doesn't have the depth that it's had the previous like, three years, which kind of sucks if you're a Pistons fan because you're kind of just like haven't timed it out right. But 
right. at the same time, if the Pistons commit to tanking the next couple of years, there's going to be some serious process. Wink, wink, Imani Bates coming up in the next couple of drafts. So I, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about that. But it, it, we talked about this last week. You take the big swing, I think, on LaMelo. And I think Killian Hayes would be a really nice prospect. He's obviously fell from where they originally thought he was going to be. And Trent's right. You're probably reaching at the seven if you take Hayes. I personally wouldn't hate it. I personally wouldn't hate if they took Tyrese Halliburton. I don't love Halliburton. I think he'll be a productive, excuse me, a productive player in the NBA. I, he's just not going to, like you said, Raps, he's not going to take your team over the top. I think Halliburton could be a nice piece moving forward. He's got a lot of potential to be a nice move, move the ball pass first point guard in the NBA with a little bit of, he, he can get to get his own as being the six, eight guy who can handle the basketball. So I, I, I don't know. I, I think you just don't bat draft Patrick Williams. Just don't do it. I, I have one more point on this, and then I guess we can move on unless anyone else has anything to add or, you know, whatever. But one more thing about LaMelo Ball. You know, to the people who are like, I don't want LaVar Ball in Detroit and all this. I like, I, no, and I, I get it. I hear you. I just I, – what, I what I want to highlight, and we said this last week as well, but I want to reiterate, LaMelo Ball wants to be in Detroit. He's, he's, he and his, his people, his, his, you know, his, his group of people have mentioned two teams in particular that they would like to see LaMelo play, and that's the Detroit Pistons and the New York Knicks. So you've got a guy who wants to come here. That is intriguing to me already. When was the last time a guy wanted to come to Detroit? And I know it's not his choice. It's not free agency. It's the draft. But I'm just saying he has come out publicly and said, or as people have, that he wants to play for the Detroit Pistons. So to me, as a fan who's watched this team stink for the last decade, that's attractive because that, that gives me – and I'm not, I'm not comparing him to Isaiah Thomas, but that gives me those, like, Isaiah Thomas vibes of, like, this guy wants to be here. He wants to change things around, and he wants to turn the tide here for the Pistons. Well, we'll see what happens on Wednesday. Um, obviously, this podcast will be up before then, and then we'll do our uh... – reactions is there anything what else do you think like moves wise like i i know whatever you guys were saying about that's the report is that there's i think they moved rose this week Wednesday. really Derek rose, is, rose is a big piece i could totally see Derek rose i mean even the warriors dude it's not out of the realm of possibility they could totally pick up rose for a one-year rental i i mean i think the schroeder going to la hurts the pistons a lot yeah, a lot. It does cause because LA I think that that letters for for Derrick Rose. Yeah, and they're looking for someone to take on that Danny Green contract, and the Pistons are one of the teams who could probably do that and not really care about it. Yeah. So that 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 was a big blow. I don't know where he goes. I just think he if the Pistons, like people have been saying, they plan on being active this week. I I think Derrick Rose is probably the first person to go, and. This is a long shot, but I could see Blake moving this week too. I could too. I was just gonna say I could see Blake, and I'm gonna bring up the Warriors. One like any, three. nothing is out of the question. But I don't. I'll say this: I think it's like a thirty percent chance either of those, like fifty percent chance, Derrick Rose gets moved before the draft or in the next week, and maybe like twenty-five to thirty percent chance that Blake gets moved. But like, I wouldn't be shocked. The, my feeling on Blake Griffin is so lukewarm at this point. We'll talk about this more when we do the Pistons whole season preview if he's still a part of the team. It's just like, if he's around, I'm here for it. I love him. I love watching him. He's very fun to watch. He's he's creative, and he's he's Blake Griffin, for crying out loud. He's all NBA third team two years ago. But if you, if you move him, 
you don't have that contract anymore and you're just at least looking forward to the future like okay we are committed to this rebuild so that's that's that on that Collins I completely agree uh the chance he actually gets moved is pretty low but the possibilities there Derek Rose is obviously your dime piece this week um you know it's a one-year rental it's a contract you know he's he was fantastic last year you know he I mean he's still a bucket getter and there's a market for those guys all right, well, we'll see more moves to be made. Draft pick to be selected on Wednesday. Uh, we'll keep you posted here on the Motown Rundown because that's just what we do. Um, now everyone's favorite part of the show, Detroit Lions talk. I will hand up, hand up. Oh. Hang on, hang on. Well, Trent's got the fist pump going. This is the first game all year I did not watch. I watched my 15-minute highlight clip. I, I had to coach. I had to coach. We had I was going to say, what the hell is wrong with you? You didn't no, watch the Okay. No, I had thank God. Thank I, God you I didn't watched, watch this game. <laughs> I watched my 15-minute clip of the highlights from NFL or whatever, and Uncle Steve gave me the play-by-play synopsis uh, late at night, like he's Rain Man, which like he is with the Lions game. So Yeah, shout-out to Uncle Steve. We haven't shouted out Uncle Steve in a minute. Shout-out <laughs> to Uncle Steve. I'm up. To, he he for the longest time he like couldn't figure out how to play the podcast on like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, which we are both on by the way. New episodes every week. Um, but he's like, oh, I li-, he's like, I found a way to listen uh, last week or whatever. And he's like, I heard you're done. I'm like, yeah, but whatever. I digress. I got the. I was filled in. Um, so some quick stats for you. Obviously, Lions win their first game at Ford Field this year. 30-27 to 27 over the Washington football program. Uh, some stats for you. Matthew Stafford, 24 for 33 through the air, 276 yards, three touchdowns, and a negative x-ray on his thumb. Thank you very much. DeAndre Swift, 16 carries for 81 yards, five catches for 68 yards, and a touchdown. Marvin Jones, eight catches for 96 yards, and He's a great. touchdown. Um, here's, here's my couple quick things before the guys that actually watch the entire game, can, can you guys can fill us in. Um, number one, you just love to see DeAndre Swift. After 10 weeks of this bullshit that we've been going through, gets the start at running back after all this hysteria of APs like, I'm going to make them pay. They cut me. I'm going to make them pay. Like, dude, relax. You had a cup of coffee in Washington. So I think only four carries for Adrian Peterson. And Thank obviously you. you let DeAndre Swift do his thing. He has a tremendous day, a career day, some would say in the backfield for the Lions. That was awesome. Great game for Matthew Stafford. I watched the last drive um, for him to take you down the field like that. It's like at a certain point I got to stop like being shocked about it because it's just what he does. So, And Matt Prater, for all, for all the, the gruff that I have given Matt Prater over the weeks, uh, clutch would be the word to describe his performance guff? on Sunday. Is it gruff or guff? The gruff. I, I said gruff. What did I say? Gruff. I don't know what you said. How about how about flack? All the flack you've given him. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think draw, yeah, I was about to say. Eh. Good for Matt, good for Matt Prater. But I just for the life of me, I mean they were up twenty-four to three and Washington just came marching right back down the field. It just like it, I it would have been awesome for I was looking at the score on my phone. I believe I saw it when it was twenty-four to three, and no part of me was like oh, the Lions are going to win this game easy. It's like over. And clearly it wasn't. Like, they came all the way back. The Lions offense fell asleep. So, you guys fill me in. What happened? What are your thoughts? I mean, this was – again, we – I think we all last week were like, they're going to win this week somehow. They're going to move to four and five, which is enough to keep your 
your mouth salivating a little bit. But for guys like me, I'm not getting sucked back in with it, whatever. I'm done. So fill me in. I mean, just I'll say this. I mean, played a very good game for about two and a half quarters. We're in control and just literally just fell asleep at the wheel. All, all parties, they got so conservative on offense for about two and a, for about a quarter and a half. I, I, they, I just, they, they arguably should have, I mean, they were very close to losing this game. I'm not, I mean, anyone who watched it obviously saw that Prater makes a 59 yarder to bail him out. You get a, you get a couple penalties there at that. Did you get a, how did they get in the field goal range? I like forgot how that happened. Well, okay. Roughing the passer. Well, yeah. Roughing the passer. By the way, who would have thought Chase Young would end up helping the Lions win a game this year after they weren't able to draft him? I wish. It's almost like we did draft him. That's all. That's kind of yeah. what it was like. Chase Young helped the Lions win a game this year. You love to see it. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say. I'm not. I, I don't have any strong <laughs> opinions. I I hate Patricia. I mean, this was just another week where you just feel like, what are you doing, dude? Like, just an – I mean, you're up 24-3 to against Alex Smith, a guy who has limited feeling in one of his feet. Like, one of his foot, like, has limited feeling in it. Think about that. And he's putting up career numbers against your defense. Career numbers. And, and oh, hey, Alex yeah. Smith was a nice player before he got hurt. Yeah. My my one of my roommates like he's a huge Lions fan. Every time they hit Alex Smith, he like he was like, oh, "Is he all right?" Yeah, dude, like, you went, you went because yeah. he's You're like, like yeah. "That's." Did they hit Alex Smith ever? That's nice. Yeah, I, I didn't mean, win. I didn't win at all. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I, I have no strong opinions other than the fact that Patricia is a terrible coach. I mean, and, and they did what they we they literally did exactly what we thought they were gonna do. There's no like. I, I mean, DeAndre Swift having a breakout game, I guess that was nice. Other than that, I'm just so indifferent to this team right now. Do you hear that? That is what? the sound of the Detroit Lions' heartbeat. The Detroit oh Lions. Stop. I'm back in. <laughs> Wait, are you being serious? Yes. Let me – I'll give my speech later. I'll Dude, give what? My, what? Oh no, my no, give me your God. speech now. I need no, to hear I'll give this. I'll it later because I, I have – Collins, I have Collins. I have specific game takeaways from this game, and then we can oh, talk about Trent. whether or not the season's over. <laughs> I am back in a thousand percent, pedal to the floor. I know I said I wasn't going to do it, but I'm doing it because I can. I'm allowed to. So here's the thing. Oh no. Talking about talking about Sunday specifically against the Washington football team. Matthew Stafford's so damn good. He did it again with 16 seconds this time. I mean, I, oh, what's next? Five seconds? I said to my roommates before the last kickoff, I was like. You know, if there was 30 seconds on the clock or even 25, I would be I wouldn't even be sweating. I I, I wouldn't because you had three timeouts and you had three timeouts, whatever. But with 16 seconds, I was like, okay, that's a little steep. And I'm already literally praying to God that the Lions show up in overtime or just win the coin toss or whatever. And then it all happened. Boom, boom, boom. Matthew Stafford, Chase Young helps you out, whatever. Marvin Jones, great catch over the middle, gets down, timeout, prayer, booms one. It was just vintage cardiac cats, whatever you want to say. Matt Prater's damn clutch as well. I mean, we've all been kind of talking about how he's lost a step and whatever, and he just doesn't really look the same. But I will say this. I mean, he's hit two of the biggest field goals. Half of the Lions' wins, as the Lions are now four and five, have come by a Matt Prater walk-off field goal, and both were really with the whole season on the line. Week three against Arizona, you cannot start 0-3 or your season's done. And then this week, obviously, you fall to 3-6, and six, your season's done. If you get to 4-5, and five, you have a heartbeat. 
And I stand by my comments about him losing it a bit. But I'll tell you this, indoors, in the clutch, I'm still betting the ranch on this kicker. Because inside the two-minute warning, I'm sure you guys saw, he's now 22 for 22 in his career on game time or go-ahead field goals. He's literally flawless, 100%. So let's get one thing out of the way, and then I'll get you guys back in the mix. This was another coaching travesty. Somebody needs to tell Matt Patricia to go to the prevent defense sometime in the fourth quarter maybe, not in the third, because how many times have we seen this? I mean, we saw it against Arizona last year in the tie with Kyler Murray's debut. We saw it against Chicago this year, week one, and now this week versus a bad Washington team. Ironically, when he was aggressive on that last Washington drive, it actually was pretty effective. Obviously, they ended up getting in the field goal range thanks to some stupid bullshit penalties. But I actually thought the defense played fine. It was really the stupid prevent playbook that let the football team back into the game and made Alex Smith look even better before than he was before his injury. You guys talked about that. So somebody's just got to tell this coach, and, and nobody will, and he's not going to fix a damn thing, but he needs to stop running his prevent defense when you get up three scores because it's still in the third quarter, dude. Like, there's still two quarters to play. So that that's it for me. I'll fire up the bandwagon in a bit. Does anyone have anything to add? I, no, I think we need to get to that immediately because I literally have zero idea how you could say that you're firing up the bandwagon now. Okay, well, I uh, here's let, let's do it then. I, I am ready to pump the tires. I'm tooting the horn. I'm driving the bandwagon for at least another week. Oh at my least. God. The Lions, I don't believe you're serious. I think in I think, I think in like thirty seconds. I, in thirty seconds, Trent's gonna say, "Just kidding, guys. They need to fire Patricia. This team is still bad." But go well, ahead, Trent. To, if you're they not do kidding. need to fire Patricia, but it's logo over everything. You always root for the team to win. You always have hope. At least I do. So let me get into this. Matthew Stafford played his A game. Lions won. I don't care how they won. It could have been a blowout like versus the Jags. It could have been a wire to wire nail biter like this one. This is the formula for the Lions to win. Matt Stafford plays well, the Lions find a way. I want to reiterate, I think that this, this team is the 2016 Lions 2.0. Every game is close. The offense is led by Stafford. The defense is decent at best. But Ben, don't break. And the wins are as tight as can be. The losses are bad. And if you keep it close in the, in the end of the game, you're lucky enough to have the ball last, Stafford's going to win it. He just is. He's, he's never not come through in those situations. So let me say this. Here are your reasons for optimism. This is just my little sales pitch, and then I want your guys' thoughts on this because this is going to spark some great conversation. Stafford returned to his vintage form again after a two-week hiatus, obviously. Bad last two. I don't know about vintage. Also, he played fantastic. What are you talking about? They played good against a bad team. And he put in position to win. I know it's a bad team, but I'm just saying. saying. What? Well, it is a bad team. I get it, but I'm saying – Look, 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 look. Okay, the x-rays are negative, all that good stuff. DeAndre Swift got the start, showed you absolutely zero reason to change that going forward, so that's a positive. Everson Griffin was awesome. Five quarterback hits and a sack. The Lions' pressure yesterday was the best it's been all season. I look for that to only continue as he builds that chemistry, Everson Griffin does, with Romeo Guara. Trey Flowers gets back in the mix. Austin Bryant and Deshaun Hand continue to come into their own. They both look great. I'm fired up for those guys. And here's the other thing. This is the biggest thing. The Panthers are not good. The Texans are not good. The Bears are not good. Those are your next three games. And I know we've talked about the schedule all year in this middle part. It's really soft. And obviously the Lions kind of dropped the ball against the Colts and the Vikings there. But if you win these next three games, if if you find a way to just do it, you will be 7-5 and five the week after Thanksgiving. And you have set yourself up 
to win nine games and sneak into a playoff spot in the 17 playoff format. Let me tell you how. Maybe even eight game, 18 playoff format, excuse me. So say hypothetically you are seven and five with four games to play. The Lions win the next three games, okay? If you get to nine wins, that means you're probably in. So you need to win two of the last four. What are they? It's Packers at home, at Titans, Buccaneers at home, Vikings at home. That's three home games indoors in the winter with a hell of a quarterback and a clutch kicker. And if you are seven and five, that would mean that your defense has figured it out to at least be decent, average, 15th in the league instead of 32nd. So if you're the Lions and you sneak into the playoffs at nine and seven, I know you'd probably get your shit kicked in by the Saints, the Buccaneers, the Seahawks, even the Packers, whoever it is in the first round. But I will be damned before I don't take a playoff berth and a heartbeat of hope when this team hasn't made the playoffs since before I could grow facial hair in 2016. That's all I've got to say. I think there's an avenue. There's a way to get there. They have to win the next three. Is that going to happen? I don't know. One week at a time. Raps. Trent, I, I'm going to pose a question to you before I actually have a conversation for you. Pose it. If, if you were told to, right now that if the Lions made the playoffs at 7-9, 8-8, 9-7, whatever it may be, and they're guaranteed to lose, but making the playoffs also guarantees that Matt Patricia is the head coach next year, do you take the playoff berth? Or not? Obviously not. What kind of question is that? Okay. Well, well no, no, listen, I, I listen, just listen, listen. No, but you. But what? What I? What I want you to understand is, given the, what has been said from this organization, is that if they make the playoffs, and I, and I let me back up a second. And just like you, Trent, I watch this team every week, with the exception of this week. I I always root for this team to win. I want nothing more for them to go to the playoffs and win some playoff games. Women, everything under the sun. I yeah. want it all. But at the same time, now I'm starting to start to see the other side more clearly of how the Lions' success might keep Matt Patricia in his office in Detroit, which that thought makes me sick. And well, I don't want to – I don't I, – go ahead. Well, I just want to say, if, if, if the Lions do finish 9-7 and seven and make the playoffs, 8-8 eight and eight I'm not as impressed with. 9-7, and seven, I, know, I know that it's only a one-game difference, but that's what Caldwell did his last two years. And everyone was – you know, we always compare. We do the Patricia Caldwell thing. If the Lions do get to 9-7, and seven, we're talking about a world where Matt Patricia probably has figured some things out, right? We're talking – like, would you not be impressed if the Lions got the nine wins, which means they win the next three and they beat either Tampa Bay or Green Bay in the, at the end of the season in December? Because that's what I'm saying. I mean, if I we're mean, forecasting this out, we're talking about a world where the Lions have found a way to win nine games and they have beaten good teams – and they probably have come into games with better game plans than in the past, and the players are ready to play. I'm not saying I think this is going to happen. This is just my slappy sales pitch that I always give. There's a way to do it, and that the, they hold a lot more of their destiny than you guys think. I, I, I guess that's just what I'm saying here. Collins. Dude, we had this conversation <laughs> last week that we, we were done. We were all done. What, what happened? It literally – this was almost worse than what happened last week. I, I could – if they would have lost that game, it would have been worse. What happened? What happened? What – like, what reason? Like, the Raider reason – Raider paying a 59-yarder for the win. That's what happened. I'm in. 
I'm all in. If Prater okay. Banks a 59 yard okay. field goal to win the division, we're all no, up in Trent, arms. You you can you can be in, Trent. I'm not gonna I'm not well, gonna I, knock I, you I, for I'm being not, in. I'm in week to week. It's one week at a time. You gotta take it. <laughs> one week. Well, I'm always I, in, but I'm saying I I see a way for this to work out. I'm not predicting it. I whenever I go on these tangents, I'm never actually predicting the Lions finish nine seven. I'm just telling you. There's well, a way to it get sounds it like you think it should happen. <laughs> I believe. I believe. I'm going to go into every game every week until Trump. the Lions have We had this blocks. conversation last week. What are we doing? Yeah. Don't do this. <laughs> well, this maybe, team is not I, good. Listen, you guys They're are not good. Enough. You guys are both old enough to remember two years ago when the Lions, I believe, were 4-8 and eight with four games to play, and my family packed our bags and went to Buffalo to watch the Lions and hopefully went out, and it didn't happen. Whatever. I'm just you saying can't. I'm always in until I'm at absolutely out. I know we all are, but on a week-to-week basis, one week at a time, if the Lions get to 9-7, and seven, I don't know why I'm stressing this so much, but I think it's because you guys don't quite get where I'm coming from here. If the Lions are 9-7, and seven, that means Matt Patricia's been good. Matthew Stafford's been good. Matt Prater's been clutch. Kenny Galladay's healthy. Trey Flowers, you know what I'm saying? That, all those things are true if the Lions are 9-7. and seven. There's no world they get there if that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, I uh, Trent, I hear you on the fact that they are now four and five, and the playoffs are the playoffs still a possibility? Yes, and with the expanded playoff and there being two extra teams, of course they have a chance to get in. I love the Lions. Do I believe that they can get into the playoffs? Sure, it's a possibility, but I I can no longer watch games and like get this false sense of hope of like they're gonna pull something off. I just I like I do believe, but I don't. And I and what I want you to I want to talk through the four Lions wins this year. They were up twenty four to three on the Washington Football Organization. Let them come all the way back in the game, and they were bailed out by Stafford in a miracle field goal from our kicker, who I could not stand for the beginning of the season, and they win thirty to twenty seven. Their win against the Falcons is one of the most outrageous wins I've ever seen happen that will never happen again in my lifetime. You, you Clearly, Matt Patricia was on his knees speaking up to the good Lord, asking for something, something somehow they need to win, and they got it done. The Jaguars game is the only game I've seen the Lions play this year where there was never a doubt the Jaguars are not good. We've been over this. And then what, what happened in the Cardinals game? How did they win that game? Was that a last-second field goal? Last-second well? field goal was a five-minute so, drive down the yes. game. Yes, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, so I those four wins, I just don't think there's anything I have seen in those games that outweigh the travesties I've seen in their losses to the Bears where they, it was one of the most ridiculous endings ever with the drop pass, and that was a game they let different, the, How is this any different than any other Lions campaign ever? That's what I'm saying. This is, it's it's, this is it's not, but, but Trent, if it's not different than any other Lions campaigns, how do you expect it to end differently than other Lions campaigns? For, like, where they, they crash and burn, and, like, if they finish the season – Seven and nine, and they're out. Okay. Or that's they the question. That's 10. the question that like Steelers fans ask people. They're like, "Oh, oh you guys stink over there." Like, how how do you expect it to be any different? I don't. I'm just saying. I believe. I have to. You guys want me? I'll say this here. here I have a couple reasons for pessimism that I, I'm sure I'm going to echo a lot of things you guys have said. 
we really haven't seen that much, anything really, that would lead me to believe that everything I've laid out here will happen. I'm rocking with it, of course. I'm 100% on board till the wheels fall off, but this defense still can't stop the run consistently. I know this coach never has anyone prepared. I know. But my faith in the Lions is my faith in Stafford. It's as simple as that. I know he's been up and down this year, but when he's on, he's on. And the, the injuries are still an issue. There's no Kenny. There's no Trey Flowers. Hawkinson had his quietest game of the year yesterday. Uh, he seems to be bothered by like a turf toe or something. The O-line is banged up. There are plenty of reasons to believe the Lions might finish 4-12 and 12, sitting here at 4-5. and five. And look, the last one, coronavirus could ruin everything. Say the Lions get to that point where like, oh, they can win one more game here and sneak into the playoffs. Thanks, and then like Stafford, boom, Stafford gets COVID. Or like the whole line gets COVID or something like Thanks. that. So whatever. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think the Lions stink. And, I, and we had this conversation last week that you weren't going to buy in after one win in Washington, Trent. And you're right back here. I know. But you guys should have known better. I should have known better. Come on. No, Trent, I'm not – you can – Trent, I am fine. I'm fine with you being back in. I told you I wasn't going to do it, and I'm not. I'm fine with you being back in because it's what it, what makes oh, the show fun. It's, I understand. Fine, I, Let him do what he wants. He, like, it, I, I, there's I, zero – Would this show be any interesting to anybody if we came on here and we all just poo-pooed this loss and just – Well, just, and I don't, want that to, I don't want that to make it sound like you just do this as an act. No, I, I know, it's not but I'm saying, I'm saying I have to be the voice of reason on the positive side of things because we play three shitty teams in a row here, and I know the Lions are not great. But if they are to win those three games, you're seven and five the week after Thanksgiving. You go into December, and I know it's a tough schedule. But if you some, would you not be impressed if Matt Patricia had the boys fired up and they beat the Buccaneers or beat the Packers or or even well, these the things Vikings. are happening, Trent. Have you watched this team play? <laughs> I've seen these scenarios that are not happening. Okay. They, they stink I'm, still. I'm simply bringing them to the table. Because they are not out of the question, hypothetically. Statistically, no, they're not. But if, <laughs> okay. if you have – do you need glasses, maybe? Did you watch <laughs> the game on Sunday? I did. I, I'm not insulting your intelligence, Trent, because I know you know this Lions team. I just – you love them too much. The love I is do. too strong. I will stick Ooh. my hand up right now and say they're going to make me look like an idiot. They might make me look like an idiot in, in a month and a half. They're but so I have – guys, I have – to do this. I was telling my roommate the other day, I said, I just want the Lions to be relevant at Christmas because they haven't been in five <laughs> years. And there's nothing I love more than Christmas time and wearing my Lions sweater to the party without having to talk to my uncle about how much the team stinks and who we're going to draft instead of, oh, what can we do to beat the Vikings week 17 and win this division? And I know they're not going to win the division. That's out of the question. I'm just saying, I would. I just want them to be there in the race, and that's why I do these mental gymnastics. This is a definition of mental gymnastics, is it not? It is. I, I, it I wrote is this whole spiel, and yes, I know it's a little outrageous. It's a little far fetched, but it could happen. I think "could" is my favorite word with the Detroit Lions, but i digress i digress completely lost your mind i well i know where you guys are at i do i completely get it because i was there last week you're exactly right i look i hear you man because realistically they're not out of it i i just i just 
I'm done. I'm not. I, I, no, I done. am too. They're not I making am... the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs, guys. Well, they're not making seen, it. You haven't seen anything to this point to make you to believe that. I, that's what I understand. They're not making that's, the playoffs. That's, that's, they, I, I understand where you're coming from and what you're saying. I think 90% of the Lions fan base is in your guys' camp because you haven't seen a damn thing so far except for your quarterback. And even then, he's had a couple of hand, he's had a handful of bad games this year where you would say, okay, this team could get it done. I am banking on the hope that adjustments get made. And, you know, DeAndre Swift continues to get the starts. And Kenny Galladay is healthy somehow. Matthew Stafford doesn't have any more of those Colts games. I just think I see a world – guys, tell me I – tell me the Lions can't rattle off three in a row. They play they three horrible teams in they a row. Can. I don't know if they can, man. I don't know if they, they can. can. The Guess Panthers – Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater and Christian McCaffrey might not play this week. I could see P.J. Walker coming into Ford Field and just putting a, putting a cleat right on Trey Flowers' throat. On the, road, say, on the road, on the road. Whatever. And U.S., whatever. Bader Mayer just say, I don't – Is it does it really matter if it's on uh, home or away at this point? I mean, who no, cares? Not really. There's no but, yeah, I mean, Trent, that's that's where you, they, they need to. That's the thing, Trent, because you're going to see the Titans, you're going to see the Packers, you're going to see the Bucks. You end the year with the Vikings, which is a game that you really should win. And I could see that being a game like the Packers game, however many years ago, where you have to win that game to get in. And I, I can just see – I, there's so many things that I can see possibility-wise, but they do have to win these next three because these are games that you probably should win and are capable of winning. I just, there's, there's, I just don't think there's a way they can do it. Like, they're, they're bound to have a letdown in one of these spots. I, I wish – and that just comes from a product of me watching this team play football. And as I just told you, their wins, dude, like they're not good enough to win games on their own. They have to either play bad teams or have ridiculous things happen that happen to no one else in the NFL. Like they're again against the against Washington. Who gives up a 24 to 3 lead? No one but the Lions. They pull it out somehow. Falcons game, you'll never see that ever again. The Arizona game where they kicked the last second field goal. Great, you did your job. There is no chance you would beat Arizona again if you played them twice. So I, their, their losses, the Lions' losses speak so much louder than their wins to the point where I can tell you in confidence, I don't care who's on the field for either team, the Lions aren't good. And while I would love to see them in the playoffs, and sure, could I see them in at 8-8 eight and eight and it just because they get an extra spot, like – great, I'd be fired up to watch the game, and I would be right there like, oh, yeah, like I know they're not going to win, but boy, is this exciting. But the bottom line is, dude, not a good football team. They don't beat good teams. They don't win games that they are even keeled with or have a slightly lower to basement um, step behind the teams that they're playing. They bottom feed, and, they, and that's just who they are, and that's who they're going to be with this coach. And – if they make the playoffs, great, fantastic. But I want to watch the team win a Super Bowl. And how about win a playoff game? Because this team ain't winning a playoff game. And guess what? To win a playoff game, you got to make the playoffs. So that's why I'm trying, I to, I'm trying I to preach I this know. a little bit. This is how it could happen. Could. I know. One I know. week at a time. One week at a time. How? How? This is my last thing. Then we can do the picks or whatever the hell you guys want to do. If the Lions are 500 after next week, and we're going into the Thanksgiving Day game, traditionally the biggest game of the year, and the Lions are 510 games in, how are you going to tell me that that team is out of it, especially in an expanded playoff? They're not. They're not. Okay. All right. I'm just saying, I'm saying, like, 
It, they what, they, stink. They, 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 yeah, they're just not good. Like, they're, they're terrible. Not good. I, I, I just like, want I, I Alex. I, if you guys watch Alex Smith play, I know the Giants actually have a pretty solid defense. Watching Alex Smith play in that second half last week was like painful. He couldn't do anything, and he literally had a career day coming back from a injury that he could have lost his life from. His life, not his leg, <laughs> his life. Had and a career day. Career yeah, day. He did. He had like the best game of his career. I saw that. His life. Yeah. I, okay. Yes. I, guys, I hear you. This is exhausting. So Trent, it. come on. Let's do the picks. I Let's hear you. I'm not with you. Better than this. Let's do I know picks. I am. Um, pick segment. Here we go. Ryan Collins, 8 and 10. Trent Bailey, 11 and 7. Myself, I am 12 and 6. Uh, Collins, I think you and I were both 0 and 2 this week. Trent was 2 and 0. So, one of the greatest what? comeback stories was of three, all. Wasn't it three? Huh? Two and a half. Four. Oh, four. we took it at four. Yeah, okay. It closed at three, but when we picked it, it was four. Okay. So it's kind yep. of, yeah. Uh, so this week, Lions at Panthers, one o'clock on Sunday. The Panthers are a two and a half point favorite. The total is at 49. Early rumors swirling that Christian McCaffrey is likely to not go in this game. Teddy, we're not quite sure. Teddy, two gloves. Um, Trent, why don't you start? With these picks, give me some give me some analysis. What do you think? I have a feeling of where you're going with this one, but let me know. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have a feeling until I throw you for a loop here. I'm just kidding. Lions, Lions win. Lions win comfortably. You determine what comfortably is. What's the line again? I wasn't even paying attention. Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, the Lions cover that shit. Lions win by at least three. <laughs> it could be it, – listen, it could be just like last week, and my opinion will not change about this team. Oh, I still believe, man. and I'm going to believe until the wheels fall off. Lions cover, and what's the over-under? I'm terrible at listening to, the, to one year. 49. 49. Over. Over. No, Christian McCaffrey is huge because, obviously, the Lions can't stop the run to this point, unless your name is James Robinson, that apparently they can stop the run. But I just – I don't see a way I, – and I, I don't see a way the Panthers can beat the Lions if, if Christian McCaffrey doesn't play. Even if Teddy plays, give me Teddy. Bring me Teddy. I'll, Are they going to have Galladay? I don't know. We got Marvin Jones. By the way, I, I didn't go through my Marvin Jones spiel, and I won't. I'll save it for another time. He played good this week. He played, he's played great three weeks in a row. And if you guys don't want him back next year, we're going to fist fight. We're, we might have to fist fight. Can't pay him. You can't. You can't. What, why not? Faster. What if the price is right? There's no reason. The price is right. Sure. He wants to stay, but you can't pay him. He loves Detroit. He's good friends with Matt Stafford, and he's productive. He has four touchdowns in the last three weeks with Kenny out. It's fantastic. He stepped up. So, anyways, regardless of if Kenny plays or not, Marvin Jones plays great. Matthew Stafford plays great. TJ Higgins is back in the mix. Swift starts. Everson Griffin gets after Teddy, knock him up a little bit. I trust the Lions to get this one done. In fact, of the next three, I'm the most confident about this one. That could age very poorly, but of the next three between this Panthers game, the Texans on Thanksgiving, and the Bears, and, and I've, sp- I've spoken so lowly, so lowly of the Bears, but I'm more confident in this one right here. So I'll take, I'll take the Lions and I'll take the over. High-scoring affair. Um, I'm going to take the Panthers and the over because Panthers can't – stop anyone either but doesn't matter who's behind Teddy Bridgewater or who PJ Walker is handing the ball off doesn't matter they're gonna run for over 100 yards and score two touchdowns this run defense stints 
The Panthers actually have a def- decent offensive line. They have actually really good receiver weapons that I think are, like actually pose major issues to this Lions secondary. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson have all been pretty good this year. If Teddy Bridgewater plays, I, this line is under way up, I think. It, I, I think it'll probably close at five. I, I This is a game the Lions could win, I, I, especially if Bridgewater and McCaffrey are out. I just, I, I just have zero faith in this team to beat anyone who's somewhat good. And I think the Panthers are somewhat good. This is tough. I – oh, my God. I am probably – I'm taking the Lions. I want the Lions plus two and a half because if Christian McCaffrey does not play – Mike I Davis has been saying. good. He's he been has good been when good. they play him. He has been good. Um. God, I just I I, uh, I'm gonna take the Lions. I'm gonna take the Lions because I'm a sucker, and then I'm gonna take the. This is tough. This would go either way. I was so confident on the under, and it, the under was looking great because Washington couldn't score. Um, forty nine, forty nine. I just think this game is gonna be ugly either way, man. I think it's gonna be an ugly game. I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to go 0-2 this week because I don't feel good about either of those. Lions and under, um, and that's how we roll. This is, this is a game where even if Teddy plays, because I don't think McCaffrey will, I, like, I, don't think the, I don't think the Panthers are that good either. I love the coach over there, but I don't think that they're a great team. And if the Matt Lions Rule? win, it doesn't show Matt me. Rule? Yeah, I like Matt Rule. Okay. I, I just want to make sure. I, yeah, no, okay. Matt Rule, yeah, I like Matt Rule former Baylor guy um I if if they win like this doesn't tell me a lot either it's like this is a game like okay like you had like a a more respectable opponent than Washington you had to go in and take care of business and you did not a great team but like you won like so okay I will say if the Lions win next if the Lions win on Sunday Raps is going to be right back here with me when the Lions (laughs) are five and five going into things he knows it that's why he's laughing I know he is I know you I know both of you if the Lions are five and five before the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day game, he's saying Lions by Audrey over the Texans. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh, Trent, Trent, Trent. You know what though? Real quick though, Collins, you bring up a good point about uh, Carolina's receiving core. They got some weapons there, and that's a little concerning given the fact the Lions secondary hasn't played great all year, especially on the outside. So right. that's a, yeah. the, that's where over I the think they'll have a big problem. So I mean, maybe this. I, Dare I say, could be Okuda's breakout game. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. They're going to have to step up. But even then, those guys could probably I, – I took the over. I think the Lions are going to win like 34 to 24, something like that. So, we'll see. Panthers are going to score. Dude, I kind of want the over. Take it. I don't know, man, because you're right. Like, I I think the – but can the Lions score, though? Like, yes. The Panthers defense is horrible. Give me the over. I want the over. Lions and over. Lions and in. over. Lions and over. Book it. And I'm still going to go 0-2 somehow. Trent, let's do the trifecta and let's get out of here. All right, trifecta, welcome in. Welcome back to Trent's trifecta. Last week, last week, not my best three questions. This week, trying to keep <laughs> it up a little bit. So I have to ask, I don't know if you noticed the Christmas lights behind me. I decorated my yes. apartment for Christmas. So I want to ask you guys, are you feeling the Christmas spirit yet? Are you feeling it eek in a little bit? Even if you're not going to tap into it, you're not really going to listen to the music, watch the movies yet, are you feeling it? Uh, uh, not yet. I'm usually an after Thanksgiving guy. I disagree with people who are like, oh, 
Well, we're going to a three-week lockdown, probably going to be a little bit longer. We were saying that Christmas is going to stink this year. Yes, you're probably not going to be with your like the big part of your family, but like I mean, let's not be crazy. You're going to be, right. probably be with your immediate family. Christmas be doing the same. Th- yeah, it, 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 I think Christmas sneaky might be good this year. With that, like everyone's uh, like, yeah, I'm saying, check. don't sleep on Christmas this year. Reality you might not get like you, you might not get the big family gatherings, but you get get the close crew. Not as many arguments. Not as many like wild card factors with like. The aunts and uncles that don't get along, or like what, whatever's going on there. And so I, it could be a sneaky good Christmas. It's a stink not having to like, not being able to go to like my uh, the big family like get together and stuff like that. But don't sleep on Christmas this year. I'm saying it. It, it could sneak up on people as being unreal. Um, Trent, to answer your question, I feel almost next to nothing these days. But I go, I have Jeez. these like I no, I have these depressing. I have these ins and outs. I have these ins and outs of like moments of just hopeless despair where I just spiral and just like, I'm just, I'm just like a blob all day of misery. And then there's sometimes where I get a little pep in my step. Today was one of those days I went for a walk, did some nice mental health things. I will say my mom, love my mom to death. She started playing the Christmas music is now being played in the kitchen when she's active in it. And there was a moment a couple days ago where she turned it on. And it was the first time I've heard Christmas music this year, I believe. And like, I was overcome with this happiness and sense of hope, which was great. So I won't say I'm feeling the Christmas spirit. I, in the next couple of days, I think I'll probably get talked into picking the leaves up and putting the Christmas decorations out. But you know, I, this, I, I get that in the grand scheme of things with all things going on, like, yeah, Christmas, like if you don't get to go to church on Christmas Eve or Christmas, that will suck. Cause I think Christmas Eve church is one of the best parts of Christmas, but there's a, there's so many things that you can do in the Christmas spirit where like you can make a gingerbread house, watch Christmas movies, drink hot, like you can do so many things. So I don't think Christmas will be ruined. It'll be tough to like not see people and not get to go out and do things and be out in the community and like, and whatnot but there's there's enough things to do to keep you busy so not feeling it yet because i am also like day after thanksgiving like let's go like that's like big time let's do it but i'm still locked into thanksgiving right now and that's about it all right so my thing is on my birthday which was last thursday we obviously we went out we came back was you know early in the morning i guess on friday technically and one of my questions, by the way, was going to be, did you throw up on your 21st birthday? But then I kind of audibled out of that because I, <laughs> no I know Collins did. 100%. Nope. No. Dude, I, my, my birthday fell literally when the shutdown happened. Oh, yeah. That's right. I didn't go yeah. out. I didn't even drink on my 21st birthday, to be honest. I think the night before, we went to like some like weird like sushi place that I drank there like the night before. Had a couple. I had a chicken quesadilla there. It was delicious. The sushi place. That's unbelievable, dude. Great chicken quesadilla. Very sneaky good fries. Very good. But yeah, I did. I did not throw up on my twenty first birthday. Even though I know that's not your question. Well, it's a bonus question, I guess. Ravs, did you? No, dude. No. Okay, I, I didn't I'm either. Way, oh, three, then. Come on, dude. I'm, We're good. I'm classy. Okay. All right. Ravs is classy, and Collins has classy. A I just I professional. I, I almost got there, but I didn't. So I was thankful I didn't. But anyway. <laughs> There's a reason I brought that up. I got home and I was I was spinning a little bit, right? But I'm I'm and I'm not quite tired. I'm not quite tired. I need to do something to sober up a little bit so I can go to bed. And I decorated the entire apartment. I I, I put up our tree. I 
put the lights on the tree, the ornaments on the tree. Shout out to my granny, by the way, gave me the tree for free. She was going to get rid of it, and she just gave it to me. So shout out. But then I, I, you know, I had the lights on, and then the, the Christmas tree lights on. And then I turned the lights off in the apartment so that it was glowing with Christmas joy. And that way, when my roommates woke up, they would come out and see that I had decorated for Christmas. And then none of them even complimented me on it. So whatever. But that was my question nice. because I am there 1,000%. Sounds like Rabs is half in. Collins is not quite there. So, so we've, got the full, we've got the full circle there. Question I will say two. this. I'll say this, Trent. Your roommates didn't do that because anyone who's been to a college town, especially like my, my place has it, everyone has Christmas lights as decorations just for their room. So it, like you can't decipher yes. when's Christmas lights and what's just like, oh, let's have a cool like green light in uh, a random spare room that we can okay, all hang but, out in. But there's a whole ass tree with ornaments on it and lights. Okay, that's yeah. yeah that, that's, I don't know. I don't know how nobody woke up and was like, oh damn, Trent, you put the yeah, tree George up. Yeah, George is like, nice. better there. George is better. Wrote, we have a whiteboard on our refrigerator. I even wrote like Merry Christmas and I wrote my roommates' names. I was. I'm a huge. I'm a huge, like, back from the bar at 3 a.m., just waffled with, like, cottage and ranch dripping off my face. And I'm like, <laughs> I need to clean. I need to clean everything. Like, that's my activity. Like, I just, yeah. like, panic. That's I panic insane. clean. You do I don't want to wake up. The state of mind yeah, I don't want to wake up. Like, you already, you already wake up and feel horrible the next day. And, like, life's just a mess. You don't want to wake up to a dirty house where you got just, like, cans everywhere. And just, just like, food, like, on the carpet. It just stained. Like, I like to get it done beforehand. I sleep better. Yeah, good, good answers, good answers. Question two here on the trifecta, moving right along. Um, this is more of a humorous question. Um, if you were rich, would you wear like designer clothes? Because I would not personally. That's just my, like I, I don't ever see myself getting into that kind of stuff where you spend stupid amounts of money on something just because it says it's Gucci or Louis V. No free ads. No clout? That's an you don't want the clout? Oh, I don't really care. I mean, the, the most, I was telling my buddy, the most expensive thing I've ever bought is a Lions jersey with my name on it. So, like, I don't really need like, – I don't need designer clothes. I, 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 I don't know. So, what, what do you guys think? What are your thoughts? Well, if I was rich, I would just – it would all, it'd be all golf, everything. I'd be golfing every single day. I'd be spending a godly amount of money on clubs and stuff like that. If I was, like – how rich are we talking, though? Rich enough to what's afford designer clothes comfortably. Well, what, like, what's you know, my okay. net worth? Well, you know how you just buy clothes sometimes? Like, you just, you'll, you'll be like, oh, that's a nice polo, or I like this Impulse jacket. buy? You can afford like, it yeah. and buy it. I'm talking about, like, the same principle applied to if you were rich and you could afford, not, like, filthy rich, but, like, oh, I can afford this I jacket, I'm going to buy it. Well, I mean, if you're if we're seeing filthier, if we're talking about like Gucci, those people are usually filthier. Okay, rich. yeah, fair. See, this just shows like how dr- little I know about this kind of stuff. That's why I'm asking. Like, would you yeah. get into it? If I was filthy rich, yeah, I mean, I would, I would flex every once in a while, get like some sort of like weird jacket in the mix that's like, okay, like what is that guy wearing? I, I don't know if it's ugly or if it's cool, but I, I'll play it as cool. Like all the NBA it, players walking into the stadium, they're like, yeah, weird. like something that like Kelly Oubre would wear. Like I'll just start wearing stuff like that. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I would get into it for a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Probably not to be rich though. Sports journalism. Let's you go. might. You're the next – you're the next – I can't – I don't know. Yeah, I know. That's hey, what I'm saying. Max yeah. Kellerman. Please no. <laughs> Shut up, Max Kellerman. Yeah. Okay, so, Ray, no. do you want to elaborate on that or do you just want to move on? We can move on. It's okay. I didn't answer. I didn't answer. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm elaborate. saying. Elaborate. Let me answer. <laughs> I, for, for, first of all, 
I really don't even know what constitutes as like designer clothes. I, I wear the same thing every day. It's either like sweatpants or shorts and then an athletic t-shirt. So to answer your question, I would, st- I, I would stay in my own lane. Like I have no business wearing Gucci or Armani. I would probably, if I had money, I would probably just go to Lululemon and replace my entire wardrobe with Lululemon stuff because you can, you can, you can have some versatile outfits there. Like you can go up and down the spectrum. I, I would probably spend my money on like, if it was clothes, it would be like nice suits and dress clothes. But I agree with Collins. Like I would probably golf like a crazy amount. I would join a country club. Clothes to me, it's like, I don't know. Like, even like a car thing. Like, I don't need a Lamborghini. Like I would take I'm like never a nice a car Jeep. Guy. I would take like a nice Jeep Grand Cherokee and call it a day. Like that's all I really need. Not a big, like I'm going to like, I'm rich. I'm gonna get a six sip car. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like if I if I had if I had an incredible amount get a of nice money, stable Volvo. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. You got. I want a Honolulu blue Corvette. That's my dream car. Honolulu. I what? wouldn't. But you can't. Corvette. You can't start. You can't just completely like give up who you are as a person and be like, oh yeah, I have money now. Let's just start buying a bunch of Supreme stuff because that costs money. I would just be like, I would probably go to like every Tiger. I probably buy season tickets and just go to sports games and. I don't know, buy licensed gear. That's what I would do. I would just do things I want to do, but I can't. I, don't have I would make so many bad purchases on, like, bad jerseys. I'm like, ooh, yeah, this guy had a nice game today. He's easing me naps, and it's like two weeks later he's off the team. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Collins, by the way, that reminds me. I thought of the other day, and I think I was talking to my brother Brack about this because it was just funny. It was like – you, I remember when you hated Luke Wilson because he was on hard. Oh, I hated him. And everyone liked him, and you were like, "This guy stinks." Because he he's not good. Him. He wasn't good. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. I thought it was funny. But he I got didn't... cut this year too. I think. Yeah, he, I don't think he made the team. But third and final question on the trifecta. This has a very unique backstory to it that actually won't even take that long to tell. But I'll wait. How influenced are you by marketing? Like, for example. Wow, you were really thinking this weekend. Well, yes, this yes, is a hell of a question. That's what I'm saying. I brought the energy. How influenced are you by marketing? For example, and I know this is an outrageous example, and I we already talked about this months ago, the Travis Scott meal, that kind of stuff. Like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to go get that. Like, So I know you guys are off on that. So that's why I'm asking, Like, are you influenced by like celebrities and their brands and stuff like that or not really? Oh, like I for me, don't. I got like the streaming platform title because Jay Z put all his music out. Okay, there. that's that's so like preposterous. He, he's my guy, so of course I'm gonna like use that as my street. You get what I'm saying? Like, what, yes, how I, influenced yes. are you by marketing? There's certain things like I'll say maybe like there's certain like in sports and stuff. If you're like f what like you're doing something like athletic and you want shoes or something like that. I've definitely been influenced by like someone like that. Like maybe getting like Paul George, like basketball shoes or Kobe basketball shoes back in the day slash like if Tiger's wearing a nice Nike polo, I, I, I think about purchasing that almost 10 out of 10 times. So they usually look money and he did look money at the masters, Like he always does except everyone else on the Nike team look terrible, but I don't know. Man, that's a good point. I, I feel like we're all influenced by marketing. Yeah. It, de- it yeah, depends if I like the celebrity. If he's okay. one of my guys, if he's one of my guys, I'll support him. Got to support your guys. That's a great answer. Got to support the people in your coaching tree. I think that's what it boils down to ultimately. It's just the amount of 
the amount of stock we put into our guys, I think, is where we all kind of diverge. By the way, shout out DJ. Congrats on winning the Masters. Yeah. yeah I'm sick. not a golf guy, but that's one of my guys. I love him. Okay, Rams. I, I, now, I now love DJ because he, like, couldn't get through his interview. He was so choked Love up, that. So now I love love a guy who wears his emotions on his sleeve. And DJ's, like, yeah. the opposite. Broke yeah, down a little bit. Love that. Yeah, that was great. Um, well, I will say as a marketing – Major. I actually have a bachelor's degree in marketing. Thank you. Oh very yeah, much. that's right. Right. Ryan um, has his degree in this kind of yes. stuff. So, so I will say, I will say whether, whether you think you are or not, everyone is influenced by marketing in some way, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. I see like things like the Travis Scott meal, like the, those type of things just bother me. And I think they're ridiculous. So I'm never, I'm never one to like, get things that like just come out. I forget the term for it, but like, I'm not one of those like early movers on things of like, Oh, the iPhone 12 just came out. I have to go get it. I've never, ever liked that. I would say the things, the, the way marketing affects me, to be honest, to be honest with you is like, for example, when I go to like buy new products, I always look and try to see like, okay, what are like, like Colin said with athletic stuff, like what are the pros wear? What are the guys that like, that are performing in their sport? golf shoes for example i got the, some foot joy like pro sls or whatever like i looked it up like what are guys wearing in, in the, on the tour these days and that was like one of the top shoes so that was enough to sell for me so yeah i'm not i don't like get into the hype i don't buy a lot of stuff as it is like i'm not jumping on things to buy clothes or whatnot i like to think for myself i don't like i will say the one thing that got me was the pink whitney and like me and my buddies stood outside Hannah convenience store for like five hours waiting for the pink Whitney's to come. I bought four bottles of it and I probably only got through like half of one of them. That's really not that good. And I don't prefer it as my drink of choice. And people will just like come to my house and be like, Oh, you have pink Whitney. Can I have it? And that I'm like, yeah, whatever. So $75 down the drain, stupid college purchase. But that's like the only thing I've ever been like really caught up on, I think. But other than that, I like to do my research, like what's good, what's quality, what do people like, but I'm not a hype beast if that's what you're asking with that question. Okay. I'm also a contrarian. I don't want to have things that other people have, to be honest. So I usually that's, don't find that. Too. I love, hard. I love being a little edgy. I love the edge. Always love. You want to be different. You want to, you want to stand out. I yeah, mean, yeah. I don't want to go. We're all human. Phone. That's why in middle school I was a five foot seven rebounder on the basketball. Love it. It's great stuff. It's fun. So, anyways, that wraps up the trifecta. I guess I had one more question, and we can just okay. quickly do this. Um, who had the better play? Was it DeAndre Hopkins or Kyler Murray? Better throw, better catch. I don't want to talk about it. I had Buffalo money line in that game, so I, <laughs> I will. I will not be commenting on that. Um, I will say I think it was actually people will say DeAndre Hopkins. I think it was Kyler Murray. Completely agree. Like Hopkins the ball was literally the only spot he could like literally the only spot he could have called it. And I get cross his body. And and no, no, Hopkins, I'm dude, he's across his body, throws it 60 yards in the air to even give his guy an opportunity. And Hopkins throws up and makes an incredible play. It was an incredible play by Hopkins. It was also a horrible defensive play by Micah Hyde. So that's all I'm saying. I think it was a better play for Murray to even give his guy a chance there. I don't know. I'm not dude, talking about it anymore, though. I, I'm not I, talking I, about it. I can't. I, I physically okay, can't talk well, about it. Okay, well, I just think you're wrong. I, I don't know. Like, in the guy, he threw it into triple coverage. If you look at that picture of, of where the ball is, 
everyone's hands are like on the ball, and Hopkins just somehow pulls it down. Well, and let me that's give the you one a hypothetical, thing. though. Let me just real quick, not to cut you off. If it was Stafford yeah. and Galladay, you're you're saying Stafford. No, I completely disagree. I, I actually am insulted that you would okay. say that. Okay. You, you, okay, never mind. Here's here's a question before we end the show. My mom is on me about like putting together a Christmas list. I don't know what I a want, b need. What do you guys like asking for for Christmas? I need ideas. Oh, here's I have books. I'd like books. I kind of want a record player and start collecting some vinyl. Do that. Do that. Do that. That is I also awesome. want a smoker. I want a smoker like a. That I smoke meat in because I need a hobby badly. Um, and what else do I want? Ask, ask for socks. I have enough socks. I just got socks. I'm, I'm, socks and underwear is always a sneaky ooh, ooh, Also, Game of Thrones on, on DVD. The entire Game of Thrones on DVD. What's the point How of that? How about you just get an HBO subscription? Dude, for- dude, dude, dude I, don't, I, don't need, I don't need to be paying for extra streaming services. I have we have the Hulu Disney bundle. We decided to go with that what? over Netflix. Yeah. We still have cable at home. Bizarre, I, bizarre. I the if you're not asked for a Game of Thrones box set, you might as well ask for the HBO Max account because it's worth it. And the Sopranos box set and all that other stuff. Don't never seen the Sopranos. You'd love it. I haven't either, but I just know you'd you. You guys it. seen Tenant? If any of you guys, have you seen no. Tenant yet? I want to see it, but I want to watch it. I want to watch it in theaters. Yeah, my buddy I thought I could he do loved that. it. I have not seen it. That's not really my speed. I like, you know, I'm more of an epic kind of guy. Star Wars, The Avengers, that kind of stuff. Oh, dude, I didn't watch the new Mandalorian episode yet. That was going to be a question on Trent Strifec. Are you watching the Mandalorian? But I do count. Oh, yeah, movies, dude. So I'm, it's like I dude, can't. I'm so I, – I, like, I can't get enough of it. It's like it's, crack. But I haven't watched the new episode yet. The new one is the best one so far of the three. I've heard, dude. I've heard there's a lot of pub-up about it, so i got to watch it. Yeah, dude, it's very good. Very, very, very good. (sighs) Anything else? That's it. We got five questions in for the trifecta today. We're going to try more like a a, a quintfecta. Quintfecta? Sure. By the way, I need Darnell Mooney to stay in the locker room because I am up like five points in fantasy, and I need to win out to have a chance to make the playoffs. And I can't have another ball touch his hands today. Well, yeah. I hope that comes true for you then. Thank you. He's got two grabs for three yards. I, I feel good, but who knows? Um, okay, that's all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the uh. show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Don't miss a single episode of the show. We're on Apple Podcasts, and we're on Spotify. New episodes every single week. We'll see you next time.